Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Well, actually, I'm kind of joining you because I, was, I wasn't here last week. How are you going? No, I was the, the host of the, the show last week with uh, Jeff and uh, who else we had in there, Tate. It was a good time. I know you had a bit of a week off, so it was you know, a good, good refresher. Um, you didn't miss too much. Like with our Steelers versus the, the Raiders, we didn't really, you know, I'm in a, such a funny feeling. But first, I want to start off the show. Um, and how I'm feeling right now is a bit how, you know, you and I are Manly Seagull fans. And yes, we do talk about the Manly Seagulls quite a bit, <laughs> but it has to be brought up. Uh, we did lose in the semifinals against the Rabbitohs uh, two nights ago. And I have said before, I hate the Rabbitohs. They remind me of the Bengals. I just hate them with a passion. Um, you know, we didn't play too well. The Manly made mistakes. So for us, we're feeling a little bit grim, aren't we, Maddie, to do with our Manly Seagulls? That's it. That's it. And, you know, like Portner in the live chat is in there right now. So, Shield, welcome, Shield. Great to have you in. Sorry to hear. I, I heard back to one of the shows the other day and heard that you got to miss your marathon with an injury, I think it was. So, you know, sorry that you had to do that. We've got Daredevil as always. Uh, you know, Stacey Lynn, Micah, Kathy Forrads in there as well. But uh, Portnoy, you get one comment to have a crack at us about the Rabbitohs winning, and that's it. That's <laughs> no, it, mate. No. I can't take any more than that. I'm a sore loser. Not happy about it, particularly uh, the other team that made that grand final Super Bowl for next week. You know, Manly could have beaten them. But, hey, it just wasn't our week, Mark. Like, after the Raiders game, more injuries it's with the Steelers, and we'll cover those. And then you have Manly lose. 
you know, it, it's just not our week. Let's let's just say that. You have these. It's part of being a sports fan, but, you, you know, it sucks. It's it's not our week at all. It just feels like um, – it feels like a funny week because I was so high on the on what happened with the uh, the Steelers, you know, beating the Bills, and it was the best – for me, it was one of the best victories in like eight, nine years. It felt so good to do the count all off season. And then we come back and we lose to the Raiders. Uh, and that game was a bit like we never had control of that game. We never were really in front. We couldn't run the ball too much. Um, the defense gave up big plays in the secondary, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, all the injuries happened, uh, Highsmith, and you'll, you'll list them through. And then even this going into this week, we have people out. Um, and then our Manly Seagulls lose, but they had a really great season. Like, you can't put that past them. They started from nowhere. Um, you know, went to the finals. Nobody thought that. So, I don't know. Just, this feels to me, Maddie. like, I don't know what you think, but it feels like the beginning of the season again. Every single AFC North team's one-on-one. It feels like, do we start again? Or like, like how? where do we go from here at this point? We lose to the Raiders again. Again, we lost to the Raiders. Uh, and they're a, good, they're a good side. Yeah, before we crack into the Raiders, you know, because they are a good side, Mark. And that's what I was going to say next is that when you look at the, the Oakland Raiders, I watched the end of the game against the Baltimore and I went back and looked at the, some of the highlights from the rest of that game. Unless, you know, the injury, you know, curse hits that Raiders team, they are going to make the, like, for me, they're going to play, make the playoffs. They are playing well enough in that. Mm-hmm. They're going to take one of those wild card spots. I don't know whether they can get ahead of the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chargers look really good. Like, I really like Herbert. He's a great quarterback. Like, we, you know, the rest of the league look out there. Because he's actually, just to the fun fact, he uh, is one of, like, three players ever to crack 5,000 yards within 17 games. Like, that's that's incredible from, from Justin Herbert there. Um, but before I wanted to get into that, Mark, did you watch the James Harrison uh, Football Life documentary? Oh, I don't know. Did I? Did I, <laughs> did I watch the can – you, can you guys see that or – well, let me get closer. Um, you look like you're one yeah. of the blow-up – you know the things that the American, <laughs> you know the American things, they have the blow-up – Guys out the front, you can get like the Steelers or whoever they're playing, the big inflatable guys who kind of look like Oh, that. yeah, the, the big tackle that. dummies. Yeah, bloody yeah, oath, exactly. I watched it, 100%. Um, I'm going to watch what, it again. It was so much fun. What were your fun. thoughts? Oh, I just love James Harrison and Debo as a, a man. We should call it the Debo Award. We shouldn't be called the Manly Award. I don't want to change it or not, but he's just a – he's just well, he's made of steel, mate. Um, It was good. It was really good to see. And they, they always highlight the, the 99-yard or 100-yard – uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl. He um he had it tough. It took him like four turns to get into the league. Didn't start until 29. Um, you know he had his uh problems with good with Goodell, and then you know during the times when he was knocking people's heads off. Um, it's a good it's a good it's a good show. Like it's a good hour show of, of Debo's life, and um I, I think he's one he's one of the greatest Steelers. I think he's one of the toughest Steelers we've had. Yes, he had his problems. Yes, he went to you know the Bengals or he went to the Patriots, but the man's got to get paid. And he's got a, he wanted to play the game. He didn't want to, he didn't want to sit on the bench, so he wanted to get paid. Yeah, I felt like, interesting. Like I felt I was, two things for me out of that. Right, I struggle. The Patriots bit and the like. This uh, all right. So there's three things for me actually. Great. I respect <laughs> I respect his approach about business. Right, I don't hold anything against them. Them that they cut me. I know they need to get younger, but also. Like the Steelers are the team that gave you your shot. Without them, you would have had nothing. You wouldn't even be in the league. The least you could do is like bring on some of the younger guys. So I, but I, I understand the business part of it. Whereas like 
if you're not going to use me, I don't know why I'm here kind of thing. And I agree mm-hmm. with that, but there's a way you go about that. And like you heard sort of Joey Porter, who talked about how he was like, I was his teammate and then I was his coach. And I think this has also led to Joey Porter not really working out with the Steelers from a coaching perspective, but he was like, he just wouldn't show up to games, you know, all the rest of it. I get being left in the dark, but if you're on the roster, like, we saw it the other week. They make decisions up until kickoff as to whether players can play or not, right? You go there, you rock up, you're under contract, you turn up to play. Exactly, right? yeah. So for me, like when I look at Debo and then going to the Patriots as well of all teams, you know, going to the Bengals, like, I don't know, on the back end for me, I'm like, is is there someone that just wants revenge? Like I, obviously he's a pretty angry man, dude, but like, how much was he into that Steelers brand and how much was he not? But look, I get why everyone loves him, what have you. I just, you know, and I'm very thankful that he was a Steeler as well. Uh, but he's, he's not the easiest bloke to like. I'm just going to put it that way. But at the same time, I really liked stuff like where he had that game of the three forced fumbles and the interception oh, and the three sacks. And they were like afterwards, the late, you know, the interview, the reporter was like, Oh, that's a pretty good game. You seem pretty nonchalant about like your, your the game you played. And he's like, that's one game. Like was, um, I like that work game. ethic. But the other thing that I think that we should all take away from this, which is a, a more macro level, bigger thing, is the fact that, as you said, he hit it at 29, right? We all expect players to just rock up out of college, a completely different game in many respects, and just work. Right. I was listening to this one. I always listen to Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Anyone that listens to this show or War Room knows that, right? They were talking about it with Sam Darnold. Look at Darnold, right? Mm-hmm. Darnold obviously had a crap O-line in, in the Jets, and now he's gone to the Panthers where things are a lot more stable. But the other thing is he was like 20 when he came out of college. Do you really expect a 20-year-old college quarterback in a different offensive system to rock up into the NFL and play? And this is the thing that I think is really interesting when you look at, uh, you know, some of the players that the Steelers drafted last year who were slightly older than what they've been in previous years. You look at super seniors, which I've talked about on on War Room a couple of weeks ago, where you've got guys that because of COVID, they're in their fifth and sixth year in college because they've got the extra eligibility. You've got to give guys time to develop. It took Bud Dupree five years to develop, right? Like, you know, even Minka, for as good as he is, his first season, he wasn't perfect, right? Devin Bush, his first year, you know, did well, but he wasn't, you know, necessarily the best player in the world. Look at Joe Hayden, what he did, you know, early on, and then he went into a, a bit of a lull in the Browns, and then he's come back. So for me, I just took – the thing that I took away from that is sometimes you've got to give players a chance, a couple, you know, to develop. And the other thing I think it shows too is look at the practice squad, Right. That practice squad, it's it's a lesson to anyone there right now. Just because you're sitting there doesn't mean that you're gonna you're not gonna be able to make it in the NFL. You just need time to adjust to the systems, the training, the schemes. Um, but yeah, pretty interesting. But yeah, as you said, Mark, a lot of players out now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for this week's game, obviously the big name, big name there is TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. There, Deontay's out, but I think we we James Washington, Chase Claypool, Juju. You know, Freemuth, Najee, we've got receiving options there, plus Ebron. Um, but outside linebacker looks to be the big issue here. I know they've uh, activated Derek Tuskar, um as well from North Dakota State um, into the roster. What are, you, what are you thinking about the outside linebacker position? How are you feeling? Derek who? Derek 
Tutska, I think his name is. Never heard of the guy. Yeah, um, uh, I think we're in a bit of. I think we're in a bit of trouble, to be honest. Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt are out. Um, and even in the key point, I'll get, I'll get back to this in a second, but the key point with uh, Deontay being out and they shouldn't have ran him out in the field with the last 20 seconds to go, um, it caused an injury. What are they going to do? Nine points down, they're going to win in the last 20 seconds and he gets injured from that play? Silly. Very silly play um, to get one of your one of your top receivers injured. Um, but yeah, Highsmith and TJ Watt out? Oh boy, this is um, going to be an interesting game. If if it's those two of an Ingram show, man, he's playing well. I'm, he is playing, yes, he is playing well. But we need some 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 leaders to get behind him. Um, and who's going to be on the other side? It's going to be Jimmy Jones, and he's you know he hasn't been tested in the in the NFL just yet. But you have a good you know um, I guess a good quarterback to chase like Burrow too. So um, you know you know we always say standard to standard and next man up mentality, which it really is. But missing TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Oh boy, what do you reckon of that? Like that's pretty heavy. Well, I, I want to bring up Donald Nolan. Yeah, I haven't got <laughs> I haven't got to Cody White being elevated yet, but but I appreciate you pointing that one out. Um, yeah, I mean when those guys out, it's pretty interesting. And like, look, everyone's high on Jameer Jones, right? And everyone's happy to have a crack at me for for loving Quincy Roche and not and you know being upset that Quincy Roche didn't make it. Jameer Jones, step up to the plate, buddy. You know, you want that eyes that right Like, it, this is time to shine, right? This is like, hey, we just talked about James Harrison, right? Now, obviously, it wasn't his rookie year. But, <laughs> but he, like, you know, he was injured. Like, he came in after guys got injured. Big Ben did the same thing. I know Jimmy Jones isn't necessarily the quality of those guys. Well, Jimmy Jones was undrafted just as much as Harrison mm-hmm. was undrafted. Show up. Come up and play. The problem for me bigger in this is – you could absorb the loss of Highsmith and what if you had Tuit available. Not having Tuit and not having Alawalu. Exactly. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly the, the strength of this defense, when Ooh. you think about the questions in the secondary, now it's like this could be anyone's game, right? This could be anyone's game. And that's the – it's yeah, it is definitely time to step up. Well, there's no – I said no Alawalu, man. That's uh, up the middle. You know, we uh, how do we have what three big injuries already, and it's only week three? What is happening to this this NFL league? There are so many injuries around the the NFL. Um, it's crazy. Like it's it's just like you know, how do we not have TJ Watt into game three? But because you know, he's his groin. But but this is the thing as well. And I mean, these groin injuries. I was messaging with Owen David, who's in the live chat on our Twitter um, during the week, and. You know, when you look at some of the injuries they've got right now, like you've got some Achilles injuries, you've got some groin injuries, you've got some abdomen injuries, something's changed in their training. Now, I know injuries are just part and parcel of the game, but you look at these, these are all often quite functional injuries. Um, and having had like literally a lot of these, a lot of these, thankfully not the Achilles. And I wonder what they're doing on a training and plyometric side and all the rest of it. So that's going to be interesting to see as the season develops. But it also goes back to what a lot of people have said throughout the, the background to the, this season is, yes, we've got the top strength of schedule, um, you know, in the AFC North, but injuries change games. You don't know who's, like, week to week, you know, you have key players out, it's a big difference. Like, you know, the, the Browns, you know, Landry's out now for a long time. Beckham's yet, 
is, is rumored to be making his debut. They're two key wide receivers, you know, for the Browns. You know, these injuries are going to change the game week to week. But when I go back to the Steelers and, and you know, players stepping up as well, you know, the fan in me sits there and goes, okay, cool. If we've got these guys out, are we going to see, you know, from a pass rush perspective, will, uh, will there be certain packages where Devin Bush is rushing the quarterback? Are there packages where Joe Schobert's doing that? Can Joe Schobert step into an outside linebacker on some particular mm. schemes? You know, could Buddy, Buddy, what's Buddy Johnson going to do? You know, who have they going to got? Who are they going to get coming off the, you know, in from the into the box from the safety position? Are we going to see Terrell Edmonds, you know, crash the quarterback a little bit more? Like, it, this is the thing we talk about: how good Keith Butler is as an outside linebacker coach, and then now, obviously, he's the defensive coordinator. I'm interested to see what they throw up. Like, this could be total wild card, like Swiss Army knife kind of kind of approach to to the rush and, and going up against the the Bengals, but equally, we know that in, I think it was against the Bills, there were two blitzes run all game. Yeah. Now, obviously, they had Alawalu in there, right? And they had TJ Watt. But I wonder, like, the, the power of this Steelers defense, I mean, look for Cam Haywood, man. Like, Cam Haywood is going to go nuts in this game. I hope so. I, I You know, Cam's our leader of, of this uh, Steelers de- defense, and um uh, it's just, it's unknown territory what's going to happen in the next few days. This is why I think it's been a really funny week because, you know, we found out this morning that TJ Watt was out and then some of these other players. And um, that's why I just find it, you know, you don't think to see that these, ha- these injuries will happen so so early um, into the season. And now, but this this week uh, with the Bengals, they're, maybe they're an easier side than the Raiders because the Raiders always have our ticket. They always have our number. Every single year, they just, or every single time we play and they, they beat us. So, um, and we haven't lost back-to-back games in, uh, I think, like three years at home. So this is one for me. If they lose this game, and I know we might do our predictions later, but if they lose this game, I think we're in some big trouble. All right. <laughs> like, All right. Trouble. I'm going to take you on. I'm going to take you on that one, though. Like, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Like, even I said it in War Room. Like, you know, this week you got to win. You got to win this game. But think about our manly boys, right? Think about our manly boys. Mm-hmm. They lost the first four games of the season. Now it's a 25 game season, so it's a bit different, right? But they lost, you know, everyone's background, they lost like by 40 plus points week one of the season, right? It was not looking good. The injuries, the works. They made it to the what basically is the AFC championship game, right? They came back and they did it. And and so this is the thing. We've got 17 games, we've got time to get it right. Even when the buy situated where it is, we could come out of the buy really strong. And this record. The Steelers' playoff hopes lie in those last six games of the season, right? So, you know, it's, it's how you perform in those ones. But, yeah, the alarm bells will be ringing if they can't get up I, this week. I knew you were going to say that because we went through, through the schedule, you know, two weeks ago. And, you know, I think you have to win these games early to have a better chance later on because there are harder games. But in saying that, you know, the Bills lost first week and then the next week they lost, they won 35-0. to zero. So who can really pick it? Like, honestly, who can really pick what's going on at the moment? The, the Rogers, Rogers loses in the week one Green Bay, and then he wins next week. The Saints win, um, you know, beat Green Bay and then lose to, to whoever they lost to, the Panthers. So, and Sam Darnold, think about this. Sam Darnold is 3-0. Like, this is he's like... He's a good quarterback, mate. He's a good quarterback. He, he's, he's good, but he, Sam Darnold, mate. He, he, like, he's the, like, it's alternate universe at the moment with some of these teams. Um, all the AFC North is one and one and one so uh, I think the pan. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Panthers. 
The Panthers are a good team. They got a really fast deep. What Matt Rule is doing True. over there. Next only beat, yeah, beat they'll be in a Super Bowl in the next two seasons. But they beat lesser teams. And like the, the Texans were playing okay. And then they lost Tyrod Taylor. And then you start the rookie quarterback. So the NFL at the moment is trying to work itself out. I think that what the Steelers are going Steelers are going through now with the injuries is like we had, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too hyped up from the Bills win and then a little bit let down from the Raiders. I don't know where I sit. I don't know what boat I'm sitting in. But I love that I love that point you make, Mark. And I'm not having a crack, but I love the point you make about the lesser teams. But we don't know what the lesser teams are because yeah. it's weird too. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's no, no. But I just mean like this Bengals team. I said it all off season. As much as like I know you hate it because you hate the Bengals, but like this Bengals team is getting better. Like you know, right now, if like if I was playing the game for my life, I mean the O line is a big question for Cincy, but. I'm picking Burrow to fight to fight to. If I'm playing a game to get me into heaven or hell, I tell you what, I'm picking Burrow over Mayfield, right? And I'm picking it with his wide receivers over what, what the Browns have every day of the week. Like this I, team can score points, and and when I look at if you're going to be able to get into the Super Bowl, you got to score thirty points. And I want to go back to last week's game. That's my problem with this this Steelers team. I I don't see thirty points in them, and that's a problem. Oh, it's a huge problem. They're not even controlling the ball. They had 49 snaps on offense. Like, they're not controlling the ball at all. Um, all offseason, they didn't get our memo, uh, Maddie. We, we said to them, you've got to control the ball, run Najee, and they're just not doing it. They're, they're, their defense is playing too many snaps on, on the other side. I do appreciate, like, the Bengals are a solid team. It, it shows you how good the AFC North is. Um, they can beat us next week. I just really hope they don't because I think we're in a bit of, a bit of trouble. But... It's a it's it's, it's an inter- interesting matchup for them to come into our house, and if they, if they we could be on the bottom of the barrel here on the AFC North if everyone wins and we don't. Well, yeah, and and this is the, re- the reality too. But I mean, like when you're twenty fourth in the league for points that you've scored and twenty eighth for yardage. Now I get it; it's the O line, right? Like I completely get it, and I I, I think. You know whether Ben's done or not. Like the arm strength is there. It's it's not it's not going to be the arm strength that's the problem. It's the speed. It's the time. Can you take the hit? Like because even if you look at if you go back and look at a couple of highlights of the Texans last week, right now they lost that game. But Davis Mills when he got in there, rookie, like the guy played like fourteen college games and he played like one season as the starting quarterback in high school. The guys like played. Some crazy stat, like less than 32 games, and he's starting for an NFL team, right? But you watch it, and even though he lost, and and you know, there were some mistakes that he made, he earned a lot of respect from the pundits, from the media, from the coaches, and his teammates. Because if you watch it, he copped three massive hits because he held onto the ball, wait, 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 threw it, right, till a guy got open and copped it. And Ben is like two, one or two hits away. From that's it, we're done, buddy. And and that's I think one of the problems with this O line is that Ben can't take that hit. You know, if we rewind rewind to two thousand and seven, yeah, cool. And I know I'm not saying anything that's new, but this is the this is the problem. This O line has to get it together. And everyone's up on Kendrick Green. I don't think it's Kendrick Green's fault. It's the tackles. Expect it from Dan Moore. I still think he's overshowing. To me, the big problem is Tukes, and it didn't help. With Trey Turner, Trey Turner needs to act like the vet and the experienced pro bowler that he is. You know, he's got to step up to the plate. 
I, I think it's all the airline. The airline just needs to shake it off and go play some, you know, some football. Let's go. Like you just got to start playing together as a team. Otherwise, maybe. You know, uh, keep going. Sorry, I, I, I've lost my train of thought. What, what are you going to say? I was going to say. I was going to say. You know, have you seen the talk this week about replacing Renegade? No. What? Why? Why would they replace Renegade? You've seen all this talk. Apparently, Renegades like not recognized by like you know, millennials and which not really millennials. It's more I like Gen care. Zers and Zoomers and whatever. I was just thinking we could play Taylor Swift, shake it off. You can just do this and we can shake the I'm not. I'm not going over to Pittsburgh again for, my, for the fourth time to hear the third quarter, shake it off, shake it off. Um, uh, what are you, what are you like doing you the to song me, man? You know the lyrics. Oh, I've looked her up a few times, just not for the music. You know what I'm saying? Look. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going over there to listen to Shake It Off. I want to. I want to hear Renegade. Stop. Stop changing things. Like just play football. Run that steel football. Let's. I don't. What do you get me on a tangent here for, Maddie? Come on, man. I don't want to change it. I don't want to change it at all. I liked it so much. I put a bet on Ren- a horse called Renegade yesterday, and it did nothing. So anyway. Oh yeah, we'll, I do that too. We'll go beyond <laughs> that. Uh, we'll move on from that. So Mark, you got to introduce the Manly Awards last week. Uh, I wanted to find yes. out, I wanted to get an update on this um, because I think it's quite funny, actually. I know that not everyone from BTSC, and I get it, people are busy as, as being able to be part of it. Um, but I think the Steelers post-game show is using a dud of the week. That sounds a lot like a dunce of the week, which is in our yeah. category. What's going on there, mate? T- taking our work. We've got to come together like the O-line. Everyone's got to join in. And yeah, we've, we've got, got to start running our own, you know, <laughs> running different routes. If we run different routes, we go nowhere. You know, if the fullback goes for a dive and the halfback goes for a pass, and yet Big Ben throws it to nobody, no one wins. We got to come I'm together. I'm a Steelers fan. I don't know what a fullback is. <laughs> it's Derek Watt, mate. Do we have I mean, a fullback? Well, we could be. We could be uh, using him this week. No, no, I mean, look, I like Dave. To be fair, like Dave did talk about the use of a fullback on one on the Stat Geek show recently, and it was a really, really good um, summary of. of how you use a fullback, but at the same time, I just don't. I don't think they use him in any capacity ever, and it's just a waste of salary cap at that point in time. But anyway, sorry. Go continue with with an update on the man. No, I'm just saying. Well, you know, we've got the the manly awards, and I think this week it's only uh, only you and me participated, and another BTSC guy. We would like to see if other other BTSC guys can get involved. It would be great to help our stats out and really have a good idea of the team. Um, but did you want to go through the the three now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I missed that. But before I before I do, the live chat is fire right now. If you're listening to this on the audio side, the live chat is fire. You know, we talked about shake it off, right? George Teston says, if anything, hair of the dog by Nazareth. Buck Dancer says, let's play Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Oh, when Ken yeah. throws a stupid pick, this is great. Owen David's like. Kyle Minogue boys, locomotion for all the Brits and the and the Aussies out there. And then Evan just says, when are we going to talk about pizza now? You know, it's it's absolutely, you know, fantastic. Um anyway. <laughs> all right, we, we gotta we gotta come together. So do you have the totals the, the totals from um from last week or do you want to go through the, the three and, and everyone in the live chat and audio guys? Yeah, well, uh, I'd love to know who was the um you know who who was leading after last week's game because it was a pretty average game. Um but I would also like to know how we're going the total for the season. I know that the consensus manly award for the best, you know, the biggest, you know, moment of, of, of the game, whatever, you know, seemed to be Najee Harris um, from that perspective. 
Yeah. And I think the dunce of the the dunce of the week, the Dante Moncrief Dunce of the Week award was a killer with a spoon. But I know you're the one that's keeping the running totals as well. So, you know, keen to uh keen to so, find out where we're sitting. Yeah, after after two weeks, we have, you know, Cam Hayward is on um he's he's first with 13 points. He's doing tremendous things with the the Steelers here. I think that's a that's an, a, a no doubter. Uh, second is TJ Watt on 12 points. And then third is the, uh, Deontay Johnson. And they're both injured. So first, second, and third, <laughs> you can't make that up. So if they, you know, they can't play this week, so they can't catch up. Um, but yeah, if the other fellas want to get involved in the BTSC uh, awards, it would be great. Uh, if not, me and Maddie will try and do it every week. Uh, third, second, and first. So we'll go, in, do you want to go into our first one with the Raiders? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll start from the top. So it's like three points. We do have a uh, – we'll get to that super chat in just a little bit. So my first player for three points this week um, is Najee, Najee Harris. Like he is, he is trying so hard in this in, the, in this in this in this team um, and we just can't – I don't know what, what the problem is with the O-line, but Najee is is doing the best he can and he's, and he's still only getting, um, you know, 40 yards a game. He got a touchdown. So I give him the, the three this week. Who would be your, your three? Mine was Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram had a lights out game last week. I mean, his performance was terrific. I think we got that awesome sack. Uh, I think he had like four tackles. Uh, I think two of those were for a loss. Um, you know, he had three quarterback hits. No, it was one for a loss, three quarterback hits. Yet for me, it's Melvin Ingram. He showed up. I think, you know, everyone sort of said he was washed up. I didn't think so. That guy's a quality player. And um, yeah, really excited you know, for what he did. And, you know, Owen David puts in Chris Boswell. I didn't have Chris Boswell in my points. I'm going to say that out right now. But, well, you know, he hit that 56 yard. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've given him moving to, to two points. Um, okay. I've given Chris, Chris Boswell my two points. The man hit a 56 yarder. That's the, the longest kick in Heinz Field history. It's been open there for 20 years. You've got to give that guy some recognition. Um, you know, I think he's, he's playing really well. And, Knock on wood, we want to, him to keep going further. Um, you can't knock one over for a record and not give any any form of accomplishment there. So I think he's doing really uh, good stuff with our Steelers. And we need him in these in these close games coming up. That's it. Who's That's your it. two? My two was uh, Pat Freemuth, right? I know I'm really high on Freemuth like I was Highsmith last year. But like four receptions, uh, four targets, 36 yards. Loved it. I just I, like I know that doesn't sound like it's a great stat line. But if we've got a tight end contributing 40 to 50 yards each week and he's getting to that level and beyond, perfect for me. I mean, that just takes pressure off with other players. I love it. You can't – his hands are really, really good right now. I don't want to put the jinx on him um, or, or put him in – give him the yips or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – for, for me, Freemuth's showing the quality of, of exactly. why – he would have been the best tight end in this draft, right? And, he's, and he would have gone in the first round if Kyle Pitts, you know, wasn't in this draft. You know, Kyle Pitts is a tremendous athlete. He's a Waller type guy. But Pat Freemuth, I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's, he's doing great things. Even with um, uh, Pitts there, he's, he joined the Falcons and they're going backwards. So I don't know what's well, going on. That was a dud pick from them. How do they? Oh, they, oh, they're looking boy. back going, how did we do? How did we make that decision? Uh, they haven't been the same since Super Bowl Fifty One. I tell you, they are just—they are just not a good football team at all. Actually, did you see Tom Brady the week, before, a couple of weeks back? They—they they had him in an interview, and he had like three. It was like three twenty-eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, <laughs> like in it's the literally the—it's like 
I don't know. It's like conspiracy. He's beat them. I think people. he's beat. He's beat them ten times. Uh, the Falcons, like it's they're just, just they're just going backwards. But um, you know, uh, Frymuth will do some great things for sure. He, he's going to be. It's not. It's not like he's going to turn up tomorrow and then get four touchdowns. He, he will get better over the season. Uh, my number. My number one this week is was your number three. So I went Melvin Ingram. So I did the same. Okay. I thought he played really well, and he and coming into this week too, he, he's going to play. Ho- hopefully, play lights out, and then has a really good game. Um, I like his mentality. I like his toughness. Reminds me a bit of James Harris, and he just goes in there and works. Um, so I give him one point just because he got the, the sack there, and uh, it could have been a little bit different too if TJ was on the field and he was on the other side. Uh, it, it, that was a close game, but he's trying hard out there. He just needs a bit of help. Who's your number one? My number. Uh, so number one is in like one point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds had a sneaky really? game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mate, six tackles. He, you know, five of them um, were solo and he had two tackles for a loss. And it wasn't until I went back and looked at parts of the game, which was a really frustrating thing to have to do uh, when, when he had a loss like that. Terrell Edmonds is a guy fighting for a contract, whether it's with the Steelers or somewhere else. And he's, he's having a good season so far. Like he... He's a big deal for this Steelers team. What I think, you know, he's someone that could do a lot this week. And in fact, he might even feature in my, you know, punt of the week, you know, later on in part two of the show. Uh, but to close out part one this week, I wanted to bring up the, the super chat we've got five Canuck bucks. Ooh, looks like a cool wolf from uh, profile image here from X Eddie B, who says, Are we cursed because we have too many great wideouts? Uh, so we won't see the fullback or the other RBs or TEs. I don't know, Mark. From your perspective, mm. are you are you thinking that way? I, I think what I it means know. here is: are we are we limited by the fact we you know have these great wideouts and TDs? So working in the fullback doesn't really make sense at times. Yeah, I don't know if we if we're cursed, um, but they're saying that. Yeah, we we said it before. The the you know the running backs won't get the football unless it's Najee, or the fullback won't get the ball, or won't have that that certain package because we do have like excellent receivers. We have three or four guys there that are just standouts um and until we get until we have some sort of possession but in saying that as well like if ben's running this team he he wants to run it the way he he's running it which has always been his way for the last whatever 10 years so imagine if you had a rookie quarterback in there or someone who would just like you know had not mason but someone else had in there you probably have more featuring the running backs and um and and you know different formations to do with that but We've really just got to like hold this ball. I, I can't believe that we're not getting the snaps. Like forty nine snaps is just so poor. We need to be up to sixty to sixty five to, to seventy. Um, no, maybe about sixty five snaps to, to really have control of this game. Yeah, and that's a that's a really key point you bring up, Mark. Because I was looking at, and I just want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to stuff this one up, but I was looking at our time of possession, and I think. It was like two minutes. Yeah, it was two minutes twenty nine is our average time of perception for a drive. That don't that's, win your football game. That's terrible. That's that's ridiculous. Like as long that's as you don't throw picks. Like like there's this common saying out there. You know the best. You know off offense is defense or whatever it is. But like sometimes the best defense is offense, right? If you've got the ball, the other <laughs> team can't score. score. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you can't. Like I, I, you know, it's it's used in other sports sometimes, and it's and and in sports similar to the NFL, like you know, it, when you're talking, you know, there's obviously a shot clock in basketball and what have you, but like in the rugby sports, in soccer, what have you, if you've got the ball, the other team can't score. 
right? So that's pretty bad, Matty. Two minutes to hold the ball and you're getting like maybe one first down. That's got to change. Mate, they're averaging really five and a half plays. That's not good. That is, I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. That's uh, the average drive oh is 28 yards right now. 28 yards for a drive? For a drive. What are you trying? Uh, oh boy. And this isn't PFF. <laughs> this isn't fake numbers. This is oh. pro football reference. Well, that's uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, penalties factor in. They've had they've, they've had ten penalties for seventy-five yards. We're moving the ball. We're moving the ball twenty-four yards. Can I? Can we get a part two? And I'm going to rant about that. I'm going to have to do something about that. That's yeah. Ridiculous. This has been a long part one. Uh, but with that, <laughs> that wraps up part one of this week's Steelers touchdown under. I'm Matt Perival. This is my co-host Mark Davison. If you're on the audio side, please flick over to part two. We're going to talk, obviously, slinging the slang as always. We're going to talk about things to watch out for in this game against Cincy. And then, of course, we're going to take live audience Q&A, which we always love to do. When my phone rang, she found a someone new. It's no surprise how life Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 